0: This is Binod Shankar and you're listening to the Real Finance Mentor podcast from TheRealFinanceMentor.com. The Real Finance Mentor is your go-to resource for insight and inspiration on careers in finance, CFA and more. Now you would think, why this podcast? Well, my goal is to deliver insight and inspiration for your finance career by making it, one, relatable. This is not theoretical stuff. We zero in on the critical practical issues. Number two, authentic. No bullshit. No sidestepping. The topics, guests, and questions are all from that perspective. And number three, take a chartered account and CFA holder. Add 17 plus years as a corporate warrior, mixing 10 years of entrepreneurship, during a decade of full-time CFA training, as speaking mentoring, cycling, and mountaineering, and that's me. Welcome to The Real Finance Mentor, or as I call it, RFM. Hi, everyone. You're listening to episode number 11 of The Real Finance Mentor podcast. And I am the host Binod Shankar. Now level 2 is widely regarded as the toughest level in the CFA program. It's wide and deep and a huge jump from the small shallow pond that is level 1. Because of the depth, level 2 is also where you can easily drown if your fundamentals are shaky. So, I decided to get a first hand account of this journey from two level 2 warriors, students have taught in level 1 and know well. They talk about their ambitions, the many challenges and of course the solutions. I hope you pick up some tips. Join me and get ready to listen, learn, and grow. Uh, Today, I have, of course, uh, two uh, special guests, not one. And uh, they both happen to be CFA level two candidates and i uh, have taught them both in CFA level one. So it's a relationship that we are continuing <laughs> virtually now, apart from the initial uh, connection in class. So guys, maybe you should introduce yourself first.
1: Uh... Hi Vinod and listeners, I'm Samina Burhani, an ACCA student and a finance graduate from Middlesex University. In my second year, I took part in the CFA Investment Research Challenge. And I got to represent UAE in the MENA regionals. During the four months of that journey, of that challenge, I fell in love with financial modeling and equity research, which until then I had only self-learned in a very scattered manner. So then I decided to take up this real CFA challenge and cleared CFA Level 1 in December last year.
0: So welcome uh, to the show, Saminaya.
1: Thank you.
2: Hi, Pinod you know, and listener. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be part of this amazing podcast. So I'm Amin. I'm 28 years old. I studied Bachelor of Business Administration and MBA in Project Management uh, in Malaysia. I passed CFA Level 1 in June 2019 and currently I'm CFA Level 2 candidate.
0: Right. Fantastic. So thanks for you guys for coming on board. Um, interesting times preparing you. for Level 2. Uh, this then whole virus thing came along and the exam has been postponed <laughs> and you know so we will talk about your, your level one journey, your level two journey, uh, what you're doing etc etc um, and that'll be really good insight from students right who are right now going through the journey but before going there right I was always very curious so how is um, university different from CFA? I know it's obviously different but exactly how?
1: So I think university is like a ladder, and CFA is a jetpack ride. Right? We okay. learn and move in, you know, small segments and modules in university, whereas with CFA, it just everything just forces you to up your game into the skies. And I mean, if you ever run out of that thirst for more, which is you know like the fuel, right. We you fall right down. Yeah. So it's all in for that one exam.
2: Sure. For me, I feel CFA, it's, it, of course, it's unstructured learning, right? It's not like university where you enroll for five to eight subjects maximum each semester. Uh, you prepare for each subject separately. Uh, you do have the classes, quizzes, assignment, final exam. All of these elements contribute to your final result, right? So let's say if, if you didn't do God, good sorry, in your assignment, you still have a chance to make it the, to score high in your final exam and pass this is not the case for cfa it's like you enroll for 10 subjects all together self-study all of them you have to put your own schedule and follow it and okay. the only have the most important point is your failing or passing is decided by the final exam itself so you have only one day you have to to, to ace that day in order to to pass so that's why i feel cfa is more challenging and intense but at the same time in college it gives you the the opportunity to meet much more people of course and do some uh, extra activity that to provide you with these uh, interpersonal skills like communication presentation and all of that
0: right it's interesting but of course in, in in cfa you don't have your nice friendly professors right uh <laughs> and, and helpful i was lucky to have one. and hint hints for how the exam could be, right? <laughs> End of the semester. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Right, okay, so let's talk about your journey, right? So now you're going to write level two. I'm sure you guys have studied a lot of level two because, you know, just uh, close to the exam and the CFE Institute postponed it. So tell me, I mean, people tell me that level two is this, level two is that compared to level one. But I want to hear from you, with the horse's mouth, right? Three ways in which you guys um, found level two different from level one.
1: So I think level one just threw a bunch of theories at me and I was really intrigued with all that knowledge. And I thought, this is it, you know, I can just apply these concepts and conquer the financial markets. And I tried and I failed terribly because nothing out there would match what I've learned in class. And I think level two literally solved that by giving us all the real world approaches. So for example, in level one, we learned linear regression with a whole bunch of assumptions. And in level two, we are destroying every single one of those assumptions and then working around it. So this is why I enjoy level two much more. It sort of questions the precedent at every step. And so now, naturally, I mean, in level two, it takes much longer to absorb the concepts because we're stopping at every possible, you know, for every concept, we're stopping and checking for alternative scenarios and what could happen. Uh, In level one, I would just attend the classes and directly do questions. I tried that for level two and it's been a complete disaster. (laughs) <laughs> Lastly, first, yeah, the, the focus on item sets, uh, you know, the shift basically from item sets to from to item sets from single MCQs is it, it takes a while to sink in. To be honest, it's not that bad. I feel it's very well segregated. The paragraphs are usually in order of the questions. Uh, my approach is to briefly look at the questions first, and then sort of read the paragraphs and solve it on the go.
0: So, so interesting is Samina. Mean, you talked about initially, right, that, you apply this concept and, and uh, try to conquer the financial markets and fail. Tell me tell me a little bit about that. What happened?
1: So what I tried to do, I am into financial modeling. So I tried to uh, work around basically equity research and you know equity valuations. What happened was um, basically we learned to use beta and in, in our questions when we're taught, we're given betas in the questions. But how do I find what is the beta for a company when I'm starting? I don't want to take something from Bloomberg, for example. So how, how am I
2: supposed to calculate it on my wow. own? Where like can ahead. I get okay. information? Things like that. Right. So for me, so far, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the, the journey of level two more than level one. So for most, most obvious reason for me is the mentally preparedness, right? Level one, there is a continuous fear and anxiety from the exam because first time you're approaching the exam like this, And because the reputation of CFA as one of the hardest exams in the world and all the the stories from people how difficult the exam is so this put me under a continuous pressure and uh, i felt i'm not doing i'm not doing enough work no matter how hard um, I, i i prepare for the exam in level two i understand somehow the game so i know that there is if you are well prepared for the exam the exam is not as difficult as the people picture it for me right and in content matter, again, yeah, level one is more about theory and you just have to take the, the concept as it is. You don't, you don't really have time to go more into details and deep uh, uh, to, to know where the, this concept come from. So for example, I remember like for uh, other comprehensive income in FRA, I didn't understand any element there. So I have a lot of questions that unanswered in level one itself. And level two, it's completely different because the curriculum has a lot of practical approaches about valuation terminology used by a professional, and it's really rich with concepts that answer most of uh, of, uh, the curious questions that come to your mind. Uh, Lastly, questions are much harder because uh, the techniques you're you're using to solve an item set question is completely different from the MCQ. Uh, you should have time management, uh, understand the bar graph, uh, some information might be irrelevant. So you should get these techniques and uh, to solve these items and questions. And of course, the more you solve, it, it does get better.
0: So, so now you guys realize that uh, level 1 is pro- was probably a cakewalk <laughs> in comparison, right? Definitely. Yeah,
2: after, Definitely. After you finish it, yes. Yes, it's but always after the uh, exam,
0: right? It's difficult
2: to understand. It's always <laughs> exactly. after the exam.
0: True. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, but but going back to what you said, I mean, so um, when you said item sets for level two, so you've studied, you've practiced questions. Very briefly, what are your tips and tricks for cracking item sets in level two?
2: Sure. I when I remember when the first one first. The question I answered it—it uh, it, it takes me too long, so I said, "Why don't I go Google and uh, read some opinions about that?" So the first, the best fit for me is I do skimming, like I read the first few lines from each bar group, and so I can relate where the the the. the the information that i need is and i directly jump to questions so i go to question one i see oh i, I saw something that's relevant to this in this paragraph and the the good things it's all in order right so you know the first, uh, when you mm-hmm. finish question number one so you, you forget about the first paragraph for example and move to question number two and three so this this really the best fit for me uh, it's only it doesn't work in i think in ethics because even a simple word in ethics if, if you miss it it could change the answer from being a to b so I only faced some problem with ethics so far.
0: <laughs> that's because you have to be ethical. I mean, that's the starting point, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying my
2: best.
0: <laughs> so, so, I mean, uh, so you guys said, you know, level, I think, I mean, you mentioned level one was the first time you encountered the CFA program, which is true, right? And hence the stress, fear, yes. anxiety is so much higher, uh, but now you're on level two. So you're almost like, I wouldn't say a veteran, but you're experienced, right? Because you have learned some lessons in level one, so three lessons that uh, that you learned in level one that you are using right now in level two, uh, so that you don't reinvent the wheel.
1: Um, so my biggest regret was doing mocks by with my phone by my side in level one. I did a lot of mocks. I even timed them, but not a single one did I do for six hours straight in exam-like conditions. I would solve thirty questions. Um, you know, stop the timer, text my friends, and then resume whenever i felt like so when i entered on the exam day when i entered the hall i had a routine of 60 questions a day 60 to 80 questions roughly but even then that, and this is apart from mocks yeah but even then during those 6 hours my brain was like a snail especially in the second half i was i was rereading the question four times just to process it so yeah in level 2 i am doing much more sincere mocks uh, and exercises to prolong my focus basically Another lesson would be consistency. So in level one, I would master a topic and then crush all the questions and just keep it aside because I'm confident. And then after a month when I'm confidently doing the mocks, I did the question. I sort of know the overall concept. I remember some formulae, but I don't know how to solve it. I did terribly on those tests. And in level two, I am doing about 10 questions, even on topics that I feel that I've mastered every week. Because I could be on top of a topic, but I feel like it's very important not to lose grasp of how to solve a problem. Lastly, I used to take my financial calculator everywhere, from home, work, to the malls. It was like another body part. It was it level that one or level
0: two? Where was this exactly?
1: In level one. Okay. In in level one, I used to carry my financial calculator everywhere. Yeah, It made me very speedy on the exam day, so no regrets about that. But what I didn't do, and I do regret, was... Uh, you know, I did not learn all the functions on the financial calculator. I cherry picked and I ignored some functions. And unfortunately in the exam, uh, you know, I had questions that say, for example, to solve double declining depreciation for year seven. Uh, I could see that depreciation button, but I hadn't bothered learning how to use it. So I had to store and recall manually seven times, even though I had, you know, spent time learning the calculator functions, but it was no use for me. So. I, I mean, the exam is not a place to test and try, even though I had the function right there. So it could have saved me t- precious time. That's why in level two, I'm literally eating, sleeping, drinking this calculator.
0: Yeah, I tell people that you know, that calculator can do everything, except make chicken soup, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm exaggerating. But actually, it makes your life much easier, much faster in the exam. Uh, bond calculations, Definitely. money correlations, uh, statistical bond functions, right? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. sure for me i think it might sound weird but the most important lesson i, I think i remember at the first one level one i was afraid to solve the question i don't know where this fear come from but i think i was i was afraid of getting answer uh wrong right because this will challenge my understanding so i would prefer somehow staying on my comfort zone solve five to eight question each reading and that's so all let's move on but once i start solving question especially from the curriculum. I had this fear that I will not understand the curriculum language or it's too difficult. I will get only 20% correct. But since then, when I start solving questions, getting wrong, read the explanation, it took my understanding to a completely different level. It filled all of these understanding gaps that maybe I didn't notice while I'm studying, right? So from first day in level two, I start solving questions. First day, actually I start solving as many questions as possible. The other important thing is I do not just stuck with concepts. That does not sink in. So I used to waste a lot of time in level one because I, I wanted to understand everything, every single concept that come uh, I came across. Even if the the concept just mentioned and and it's not important for level one itself, and this waste a lot of time for me. Currently in level two, I I do finish li- reading first, list down some notes and question, and try it and go over the material again few times. Most of these questions are just answered by just reading and solving some question on on this reading. Lastly, I was afraid sometimes that I'm forgetting some stuff that maybe a concept I studied five months uh, uh, ago, right? So what I used to do, I, I get off my plan, I go back to this reading, read this uh, this concept again. And this got me a loop. You, you know, when I go back to this concept, I, I read the next concept, I feel oh, I forgot this one also. And this get me a lot of confusion of this. Now I'm more relaxed because I know I still have, at least I will go one more time over this concept. I still have revision. I will do mocks. I will do uh, like a bowl of questions that from different reading, which it's really helpful. So, yeah, I, I do get these lessons and I'm using them in level two, of
0: course. You know, I mean, my biggest worry is now you'll get so chilled out and relaxed by level three at this rate, right? I mean, <laughs> level one, you are, <laughs> level two you are confident level 3 you'd be like... <laughs> I can nail this It's so easy it was I, exactly <laughs> yeah i think you should Hopefully. be uh, careful about not being complacent but uh, interesting that you, you mentioned that i mean i keep telling people the same thing right Students, the best way of i mean you you will forget mm-hmm. loss of loss of memory uh, is very 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 common i mean, I, I was doing i had the same issue across all three levels of my cfa i think the key to that is uh, constant practice like you said right and and of well, course yeah. the, the one three to three to four week revision just before the exam. That's so, so I think no one should really get worried about you no know, forgetting stuff. This is normal. There's so much to learn, right? The exactly,
2: one. especially, yeah, especially when I, I shared this with my colleague and sorry, my uh, classmates and with my mentors, everyone's telling it's normal and we are facing the same. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, you don't have to worry about it, right. And when you use the techniques, like just do a pool of questions or uh, you go over the material revision. Yeah, you don't have to worry about this. It. Exactly. It's
0: really normal. Right. So, uh, so you've gone through level one, obviously, and you've learned some lessons, but of course, level two has unique challenges, right? So uh, what, are, what are three unique challenges that you have identified? And how are you personally dealing with these unique challenges of level two? I know you've mentioned some of these challenges before, but I want to sort of have this nailed down, right?
1: Right, so firstly, for me, just remembering the tons of possibilities and alternative scenarios for each topic in the curriculum, that itself is a task. So to study them, inevitably, I feel like we need much more revisions. I never remember anything learnt in class in level 2. Sometimes, by the time I reach my car park after the class, it's, it's just gone.
0: So what were so you doing in class? I have, I'm just wondering, what were you doing in class all this while?
1: <laughs> no, it's just... <laughs> No, I, I promise I was paying attention, but it's just so much to—it's just so much to take in together. All kinds of different scenarios. It, it takes time to absorb. So yeah, then I have to sort of you know rely on other learning resources to reteach those topics to myself. It's—I mean, there is some amount of retention, but just to you know sort of solidify it. Sure. I think that is why we need a few revisions even after we understand a topic because we feel like we understand and like we know the topic, but every time we read again, there's always something new. And lastly, like most candidates, I believe I passionately dislike quants.
0: No, you can't someone... say that. You cannot. Become... No way. No, exactly. <laughs> just...
1: No way. I mean,
0: you are going to be a financial That's my favorite subject. And portfolio no, manager. For me... and, uh, quants is an integral part. Anyway, uh, but you're right. Most people uh, don't love quants.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree that it's very integral. It's just, um, I, I just don't like it to study. Okay. So yeah, I, I managed I managed in level one by, you know, picking option C, but then level two, there's less scope of figuring out uh, the answer, even though you don't actually understand the topic, you know, sort of relying on elimination method that's less effective. Right. So I, mean, I feel we really need to know the topic and there are no tricks. So to teach myself regression analysis, I've been purposely putting multiple regressions in my stock models to sort of force myself to learn and fix that conditional heteroscedasticity.
2: For me, I think, yes, time and time is the major challenge in level two. I was lucky enough uh, after, after I get the results from level one, I took to, my, uh, to one of my friends He's a charter and he told me level two is need much more time. So don't wait till December to start and yes this is what i did i start in september and this yeah it was i was lucky enough to start in september because it gave me uh, the advantage of time right because again in level one when i, I feel, when i leave a class i feel like i get most of the concepts In level two only 50 percent and i'm doubting i'm doubting my understanding on this 50 right so i have to go over the material at least a, twice to understand the big picture mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is the way you think in level two. The way you approach the content is completely different. I feel like you, you should think as a real financial analyst rather than a student. I would say every concept you come across, you will ask yourself how how should I, how this is applied to your real world? Where should I use this? What are the ups and downs of each models to to really understand the, uh, the, the 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 overall material and connect them. For example, you would connect. Economy and FRA and equity to to, to, to get the idea of uh, industrial valuation, for example, in, uh, in equity, right? And the last one is the level of difficulty. Uh, uh, I'm not like Samina, of course. Quants is my favorite subject in my uh, <laughs> school, yes. university, post I, I love math. I love numbers and all of this. I have never thought I would face a problem with, with quants, right? When I started preparing for level two, I start with quants. And first time I'm reading, it sounds like a foreign language to me. And I, I didn't believe that, you know, like I had to go two or three times over the quants for it to click. So the level of difficulty of the material, of course, in level two, it's, it's much higher.
0: So let's test your knowledge of quants. I mean, since you love quants, right? Yeah. What is the formula for <laughs> yes, portfolio? <sorry>. Of... <laughs> Listen carefully. <laughs> what is the formula for portfolio variance? <laughs> I'm just
2: kidding. I uh, yeah, but... okay. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully get <laughs>
0: Right. So another question I want to ask you, obviously, now that the exams have been postponed, right, from June to December, um, and you're probably wondering what happened, you know, you're so prepared to write the exam. What is your study and revision strategy now that you have, what, um, six months uh, almost for the next exam?
1: So for me, Honestly, pausing cannot be an option because I will get really cut off and I will lose momentum and I'll have to start from zero. But if I finish too early, I feel like I'm, you know, I, I feel like I know everything and I won't open the books for a long while before the exam. And I think that is too dangerous as well. So I'm constantly slowing down, like, you know, very consciously, I'm slowing down on my coverage. But I have not changed my question practice routine at all. So I'm a very strong believer of question practice, and I'm still maintaining at least about 40 questions a day, uh, and trying to meet a 75% average. Because I feel you know concepts are one thing, but remembering how to solve is, in my opinion, what's super essential. And also with all these lockdowns, I feel we have a very good opportunity to explore the curriculum concepts in real life. So I'm also doing a few uh, you know free cash flow valuations for companies and trying to improve my regression models with, you know, my quants knowledge, like I mentioned, then I'm trying to understand how, you know, the current impacts of the current events are, you know, having on basically different currencies, how they're affected by the impacts of what is happening right now and trying to trade on these. So that is my, you know, from economics. I mean, there's so much, even the oil price crash was a result of a derivatives contract. So in my view, if we try to apply a concept from scratch, it's very unlikely that we will forget it. It's a very good way of retention.
2: So for me, to be honest, I was expecting the exam to be postponed because it does make sense, right? There's a global pandemic. And, uh, but it's, it's, I, w- I was terrifying when the, when the news came out by the uncertainty, because I was planning to take the three levels back to back, I don't want to waste time. So, but I believe we couldn't plan for each uncertainty in life, so I was overwhelmed with uh, uncertainty, and the idea of taking more time to complete three levels and being in exam-ready mode for eight more months after I spent five months preparing or six months—it uh, was—it was also terrifying. So what I decided first: let's calm down and do not allow this uncertainty to overwhelm me. And I—I I continue my study as if as if I'm I were taking the exam in June, but. I, I decide to, to to use the time from June to December to go over the material especially that the material it's I, I, I don't feel bored while I'm studying it so it's, it's a good uh, it's good to use this time to go over the material a uh, few times and build maybe a good uh, good good pace on on level two and the only thing I change is mocks because I don't I don't see any uh, it's not a good idea to take mocks in June so I postponed that till November I, I'm not sure yet. I'll
0: just say no. Yeah, I think it's a great idea to go back to the books, I mean, and get your basics right, yeah? Because uh, yes. A level 2 is, uh, level two is uh, how do you say, more complex. And also there's a lot of, I mean, there's some level to that, that you have to carry over to level 3. And I find that a lot of people who struggle in level 3, one reason they struggle in level 3 is because their basics in level 1 and level 2 is weak. So this gives you this next six months, you know, gives you extra six months rather, you know, a, a fantastic chance to you know deepen your your knowledge, right? Right. So, sure. a lot of uh, times, of course, people talk how tough CFA is, you know, how long, how complex, how difficult. Um, it can get frustrating, obviously. You know, um, ten topics, uh, some alien topics, um, tough formulae. Uh, you keep forgetting things. So, how do you guys motivate yourself when? Things get tough, you know, they say, when the going gets tough, the tough get going, you know, all those things, <laughs> <laughs> no pain, no gain. All that. But I'm very curious because each person has a different way of motivating themselves, right, himself or herself. So I'm curious, how do you do it?
1: So I think that the biggest challenge uh, with CFA is maintaining consistency across the long study periods that we have. And I mean, now it's much longer. But I am personally driven by challenges. So what I do is I set myself weekly targets like I must reach a uh, you know, total of 500 questions on the question bank by this weekend or I need to achieve a 75th percentile on the CFA, you know, mock practice page by Sunday. And I keep beating and upgrading them. And this helps because on the CFA question bank, we cannot select smaller topics to practice. So I'm forced to study the full topic to meet my target when things get really bad and you know i'm skipping a lot of questions and my targets are all a train wreck i open my old files i look at a list of my past achievements to sort of remind myself that you know i'm not dumb it's just i'm out of practice i'll figure it out sort of a confidence boost
2: so of course CFA journey is challenging and required a lot of uh, consistency and patience and in general i'm not a patient person right so I always remind myself what the reason why I started the journey. And I put this goal in front of my eyes. I try to eliminate any distracting that come uh, in between. So uh, I also do look back at the effort that I've done so far. And it it doesn't make sense to, of course, waste all of this effort, right? There is no way to go back now. uh, So you have to keep going. Also, I do talk to some friends that are taking CFA because they understand what you're going through uh, more than you're talking to people who are not taking the CFA. Uh, they cheer me up when I'm down, of course, and some techniques like I do workout video games and just changing my study spot Just keep me in the mood for for studying and sometimes I just go back and do some uh, Questions from 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 readings or topics topic that I feel I'm strong on just to boost my confidence I don't know it, it does give me boost as well
0: Okay, uh, so now that you're veterans so to speak, right? In the CFA journey, it's like if if you look at your CFA uniform, you guys have a CFA uniform, right? I'm just kidding. I'm just yep. kidding. Somehow. <laughs> so, uh, but if you had one, you would have stripes on the on the sleeves, right? Like like sergeant. Uh, derivative quants. Exactly what they <laughs> call chevrons. Chevrons. You are. <laughs> so, since you're now in level two, uh, and now looking back. What three pieces of advice specifically would you give youngsters who are planning to start the CFA journey? They might be fresh graduates or they might be not necessarily youngsters, but they have no idea about CFA. Now that you know what the CFA beast is like, what will you tell them?
1: So from my end, I would say, you know, you'll get there, but it's a considerable investment of time. You know, it's not like the other exams where, you know, towards the end, you can just wish through the topics and if you're smart and lucky, you'll pass. So CFA is definitely not like that. You need to put in a lot of time. Secondly, uh, I feel question practice is just a teaser and mocks and sincere mocks are the real trailer to the movie. So I would say do your mocks sincerely without a pause button on your timer and don't be fighting your brain in the exam like I did. Uh, lastly, I would say don't just stick to the academics yeah the cfa curriculum is very much aligned with the practicalities out there in the world so use the concepts you've learned analyze companies and markets make investment decisions based on your research i feel that is how we grow with cfa
2: for me i think cfa is not just a designation or a test to pass right it's a journey that will make you gain a lot of skills and throughout the journey so Take the CFA exam to learn and develop yourself rather than just memorizing to study, to pass the exam and uh, uh, get, the, get the certificate and that's all. Get the knowledge, get the skills and be more competent, right? Uh, also meet new people, new people uh, while you're studying because these people, at least you have one thing in common, which is the passion about finance. So f- for me personally, I do met a lot of amaz- amazing people and mentors throughout my uh, journey. The second thing is, of course, practice, practice, practice as much as possible because you will never get ready for the exam unless you practice a fair amount of, uh, uh, of questions. So, and do make mistakes because if you're doing mistakes mistake while you're studying, it's better than doing this, these mistakes uh, in the exam days, right? And the last is I, don't be afraid of the exam because and, and let this uh, fear control you because the exam is difficult for those who are not well prepared. So there are some common things you will hear from everyone that take uh, CFA like be well-prepared, practice and uh, uh, do a lot of questions and you're, you're in a good way to go for the, for the, for the exam of course.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I tell people, right, I mean, is it a tough exam? Yes. Is it an easy exam? Yes. Or it depends on your level of preparation, right? <laughs> if it, if exactly. prepared well, prepare <laughs> exam. If you haven't prepared and, and you suddenly pick up the books two weeks before the exam, it's a nightmare, right? <laughs> And I particularly like something you said. I mean, about taking the CF exam to learn and develop, rather than just frantically memorizing facts and figures and formula and just pass, starting to pass. I think a lot of people do that, and that's a mistake because they might somehow pass level one or even level two, but when they get to level three, uh, it'll be very difficult because level three is application. And once they get the charter and start applying it on a in real life in a job, <laughs> you know, uh, that's when. Uh, yes, this lack of uh, conceptual understanding will hit them, hit them very hard. Right. So I've got one more question for you guys. Right. Since you have the time now, you have a lot of time now in your hands. Okay. okay. More, more time than you know what to do with, I'm sure. Uh, and since you're young and single and you know, I really wish I was in your position right now, but hey, okay. uh, half envious. What self-development project are you working on right now?
1: Um, Okay, so for me, I feel like I really need to up my networking game. I'm not good with icebreaker conversations and stuff like that. So while I'm in social distance right now, I'm trying to improve my LinkedIn presence with maybe a few more posts, you know, interacting more, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I'm also doing a couple of financial modeling trainings because that is my field of interest. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not a very heavy reader and I know this comes off terribly, but I think the problem is that I need to get to the point fast in order to develop interest, which is why all these articles that keep beating around the bush, they don't work for me. But what I do is I keep altering my uh, sort of what I follow on Instagram and LinkedIn to just keep the most useful content. And um, with this market crash that we had with uh, COVID-19, I've made it a point that I do some research on you know, defensive industries that are actually unaffected by this global crisis and also how the different economic events are affecting different markets and businesses.
2: I I used to be a shy person, right? I was the last one to enter the class. And uh, so the last was to enter the classes in the university and the first one to leave. I said at the last desk, and that's all. I did get a good uh, GBA in the university, but the most thing I regret, I was left with two two, two friends from the university. So I missed the good part about it. I was uh, I'm trying to build up also my communication skills as well and I started by attending these uh, CFA events right and this helped me a lot because I did met a lot of people amazing people uh, that of course sharing the same uh, same passion currently with the current quarantine there are some Facebook groups about uh, CFA and other things that I'm interested in trying to connect with people also uh, virtually which is something I've never done before but it, it does get better you know and my writing skills, I believe, is not as good as supposed to be, and especially it's a master skill to have for Level 3. So I'm, I'm taking also some classes to improve my writing skills. And lastly, my current job does require um, advanced financial modeling, of course. So also I'm trying to improve my skills in Excel and financial modeling. Generally, I used to be like, um, I don't have patience, so my rule now is just to get one percent at least 1% better every day. And so far it works.
0: So so quick one, you know, I mean, because a lot of people in finance, for some reason, finance seems to be overpopulated with people who are shy, right? (laughs) People (laughs) like yourself in your earlier avatar. So briefly tell me, you said you used to be shy. Have you changed and how did you make that shift?
2: So I think the first, the most important thing is the first, the first step how to ice break with someone so you just take some courage just go and talk to a to, to foreigner uh, first second time third time it was uh, completely normal for me so uh, in the class for example like i i remember like the first one month i didn't talk to anyone but i was there's something inside me pushing me like hey go talk to people go talk but it takes one month for me to talk to the first one you know first one was difficult second one third I'm done so I I get like I I talk to everyone in my class and from there I started to break ice with people I think it's only the first step that it's normal it's very difficult to take but once you take it it's done
0: it's practice right (laughs) We talk about practice Practice, all the time (laughs) (laughs) you need to keep practicing and practicing and you'll you'll get better (laughs) right Samina and Amin, thank you so much. Uh, we have come to the end of this very interesting episode. I always wanted to interview candidates, right? Uh, fresh graduates, uh, students uh, who are young and you, know, uh, and, and you have brought a different perspective to this uh, podcast series. Uh, thank you once again. I hope uh, you achieve victory in your level 2 exams coming up. Um, don't know pressure. I'm <laughs> sure so you will do well. And uh, hopefully this time next year, You will be preparing for your level three and uh, uh, hopefully getting the charter quite soon after that as well. I wish you the best in your career. Thank you so much for coming to this uh, podcast and sparing that time. Yeah, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, you Vinod, for joining us. This
0: podcast was brought to you by The Real Finance Mentor. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you found it insightful and inspirational. If you did enjoy this episode, please drop us a review and spread the word and be sure to check out more exclusive content on the realfinancementor.com and my LinkedIn profile which is binauch shankar cfa let's keep in touch just add your name to the mailing list on the realfinancementor.com and we'll tell you about new episodes plus book reviews upcoming events and blogs till the next time onwards and upwards